All right, what's up, everybody? Today is the first episode of Hey Man, Say Man Radio, and I am your host, DJ Magistus. Now, those of you may know me as DJ, some may know me as my other names, but on this radio station, I'm DJ Magistus. Magistus mean the greatest, because I feel like I'm the greatest, and you should too. Uh, first, what I want to do is I want to promote black businesses. Black businesses are important. When we spend money with black businesses, that dollar gets recycled back into our community where it needs to be. That way we can build banks, hospitals, schools, and all the other essentials that's needed for our community. Now, the first business that I will be calling out is my own, Heavy D's Mobile Laundry. Uh, we started last year. Heavy D's Mobile Laundry is a mobile laundry company, uh, which is in our name. We come to your home, we pick up. We wash, fold, hang, and deliver it back to you. We also do commercial. If you have a business that deals with tablecloths or that deals with anything that is machine washable or even not machine washable, we do. We do by hand. We do by machine. Anything that needs to get done, Heavy D's Mobile Laundry is your spot. We have the best prices in Texas. We are the best mobile laundry service in Texas. So please do not hesitate to follow us on Instagram at Heavy D's Mobile Laundry or Facebook. Your support is greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, the second business that I want to promote is A Makes Awesome Stuff. Now, Ashira, she makes dope shirts, masks, socks, anything that needs a print on it, she can do it. So, if you guys will follow her at on Instagram at A underscore makes underscore awesome underscore stuff, I believe. Once you start putting that in, you will find her. She has great stuff that she's doing. Uh, also, I want to... The third business I'm going to shout out is Kofir Minks. Um, Maisha, she has great minks for the ladies. Um, you can check her out on at Kofir Minks on Instagram. She has great lashes, great customer service, and great prices, actually. And she does great deals. So, ladies, please check her out. The next one... Uh, the next business that I'm going to promote is going to be now I always get their name mixed up but they know we got love for them uh, Kodoris, I always say that wrong but they know it's all love, uh, Kodoris they do um, they're a uh, mobile daiquiri they also make food which looks delicious, I've had their daiquiris before and some of y'all don't know what y'all missing, daiquiris be good, on point everything is lit it's right. <laughs> uh, so please go check them out at Kadores19, C-A-D-O-R-E-E-S-19 on Instagram. Also, the last business that I'm going to promote for today is Classy Cousins Cooking. They make great food. Oh, that food be looking so good. They have oxtails and all kinds of stuff, man. Y'all got to check them out. Go on Instagram and go to Classy Cousins Cooking. Please support black business. If you have a black business out there and you want me to shout you out, hit me up. I shout you out. It's nothing to show free love because we need to be showing love to each other. So that ends our promoting black business segment of the show. Once again, if you have a black business that you are doing and you want me to shout you out and promote you, Hey, I do it. Let's do business together. Let's work together. Now, today's episode 
is about forgotten manhood. Now, I know that may be confusing at first. What is forgotten manhood? I am a man. So how is my manhood forgotten? Well, let me explain to you what I mean. What I mean by forgotten manhood, we live in a, in a time now where it's almost shunned upon to be masculine. Even amongst each other as men, it's almost shunned upon. And people have their own definitions of what masculinity is. And us as black men, and the reason why I say I can speak as a black man, because that's what I am. And the, the things that I deal with on a day-to-day basis, we all may deal with certain things as men do, but as a black man, I deal with these things on a daily basis because that is how I'm treated. That's how the world treats us. It's not, it's, it, it wasn't designed by us. That is the way that the world treats us. So that doesn't mean that I only see people because of their race, but I'm not blind either. So the things that I can talk about as far as manhood as being a black man, the experience is different. You know, the, the way that we communicate with each other as black men is different. The way the media portrays us is different. The way that women portray us is different. And I think a lot of it is by design. Because naturally, we don't think of each other and we don't think of each other. I believe we don't think of each other in ways that it was meant. You know, I can give examples uh, us as black men in this generation because I can only speak so far off into the generation ahead of me you know my father and my uncles and your fathers and your uncles mamas everybody you know we can only speak so far as we know of what we've been told but as for this generation I believe manhood is soon to be forgotten because We have so many men out here displaying feminine tendencies and feminine qualities that it's becoming so normal. You know, I remember growing up, us as young boys, we weren't allowed to be all in girls' conversation. You know, we didn't spread mess in between the girls and get involved in female situations. Now, you see that nowadays, you know, uh, which which is sad because... A lot of that stuff comes from the it's the it's the feminine side, even though we all have masculine and feminine sides. But a lot of these men now, not all, but you have men out here now that are displaying this feminine type of of what they call manhood. And that's not so, you know, a lot of us are emotionally reacting these days without thinking manhood today has been presented to us in a different way. When I was growing up, I grew up watching my father. And my father didn't display the characteristics of manhood today. He he still has an old school mentality. The way that we communicate with each other. You know, he always told me, y'all need to quit coming at each other so aggressively. Why has it got to be all the aggression? He don't need to be your dog. Y'all need to come together as brothers, as this and that. And, you know, as a kid, as a young dude, you, you're not trying to hear that shit because it don't sound cool. But it's the truth. And I'm not saying back in their day, everybody treated each other like brothers. But maybe it was something in their day that they saw 
that should have been that they wanted to teach to this generation. You know, in our times of manhood, you know, we take it as a sign of weakness to get cool with another black man. Like, it's ridiculous. Two black men see each other somewhere. We got to have a fucking 30-minute stare-down contest before we say, hey, what's up, bro? How you doing today? You all right? Soon as you do want to speak to another nigga and just, you know, speak to him and, hey, man, what's up? It's, oh, I ain't no friendly ass nigga. Look at that friendly ass nigga. He might want to rob me. He might want to shoot me. And and we sit back thinking like, nigga, I don't want nothing that you got. We all in the same struggle. We just see the struggle on different levels. The way that the the media portrays us is always in the feminine sense. They would rather see us in a dress playing a role as a gay man than to be masculine. You don't see any James Evans on TV nowadays, do you? No, you don't. You don't even see a Bill Cosby on TV. A Keith Cliff Huxtable. You don't even see that on TV. The role of masculinity has changed. You will not. It's rare to find a black show without somebody homosexual. Now, for all my listeners that are listening to this, I'm not what you call homophobic because I'm not afraid of gay people. What you do is what you do. But what I'm saying is as a whole, they are taking the image of us as the black man, which we hold strong to our image as being strong men, as being wise men as being protectors and providers and they're taking that and putting us in a feminine role and it's like they're taking the women and putting them in the masculine role now you got you got people out there who say well the Willie Lynch letter is not real it was created in such and such a time it was created whenever but those ideas have been out there those ideas have been out there manhood is getting a new definition feminine is the new manhood you you know you got men walking around here in in tight clothing and i'm not hating i'm just keeping it real we got men walking around here in tight clothing they they make all these kind of gestures and all this other kind of shit that are feminine that ain't coming from a place of hate. That's coming from a real place. It's certain It's certain ways that men operate and that we move men as a whole. Not just black men. Men as a whole. That is not the same anymore. And I believe a lot of what the media portrays is what the people take up in their mind. Because it is a system that we are in. We're in a white supremacy system, whether you want to, with whatever kind of name you want to put on it, it is what it is. Because when you look on TV, you either a criminal now, or you feminine. That's the only choice. And now, you watch shows like P-Valley, where you gangster and you gay. So it's like, damn, you know, we can... They play with our masculinity so much and we allow that shit to happen. Who are you without your manhood? If it can be so easily taken away from you. Who do our children have to look up to as far as because me, me growing up with the father and older brothers and uncles and shit like that. Yeah, I looked up to them, but I also looked up to 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 guys that I, I found entertaining. 
I, you know, I grew up on rap just like everybody, just like a lot of us. I ain't gonna say everybody, but just like a lot of us. I grew up on rap. And no, gangster was not taught to me as the mentality of a man because the men that I grew up around, they weren't. I didn't consider them gangsters. My father's not a gangster. Now, my brothers were in the streets. They was just some real cats. And they took care of their business. They showed me that a man takes care of his responsibilities. Sometimes a man has to back out of a situation when he knows he's at a loss and figure a way around it. A man is the protector of not only his house, of not only his woman, but of his children. You are the head of the family. All of these things were implemented to me because I saw them. And when you take that away now, what do the young boys see? They see these little emotional guys on screen rapping with this jewelry on about how their mama wasn't shit because they had to sell dope at 15, 16 years old. I'm just keeping it 1,000. You can be mad at me. You can say, oh, that nigga can't relate to me. Say what you want, bro. Say the motherfucking excuses for somebody else. Because you as a 30-year-old man can't still be walking around here talking about shit that happened to you when you was fucking 16. Us as men, men hold hold ourselves accountable for the shit that we do. Manhood takes another turn when you don't have to hold yourself accountable. So, of course, you know, you got you got women out here who believe that chivalry is dead. You got women out here that believe chivalry is dead because there's rare that they find a man that'll open up the door for him. That'll open the car door for him. That'll actually see a woman struggling with her groceries and just out the genuine kindness of his heart, not the kindness of his dick, but the kindness of his heart, walk up and actually want to help see somebody see a woman having a hard time on side of the road trying to change her tire and stop and fucking help out of the kindness of your heart that's man shit when did it when did it become cool to not protect our black women when did that shit not become cool? Oh, because it's fuck a bitch, right? That's how it's supposed to be. Fuck these hoes. I don't need these hoes. Fuck these bitches. A bitch can't do shit for me, but bring me some bread. You want you want to be ass niggas? I'm sorry, that's just the truth. That's bullshit. And I say that's bullshit because. And, I, and first, before I say that, I'm not here to knock men because goddamn it, I am a man. I'm keeping it all the way real. This is the shit that we go through. Now, it's fuck a bitch and fuck these hoes until you find a woman that you like. Now, all of a sudden, she ain't for the streets no more. Now, it's fuck bitches except her. That's the double standard that we do as men. We got to hold ourselves accountable for that. We got to quit letting this toxic shit that we do be acceptable. Niggas, niggas got all in their feelings. 
because I said I didn't like P-Valley. It's not the simple fact that they got women on there popping that thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a man. <laughs> you know, I, I like looking at women. I love looking at women. But at the expense of watching this other shit go on, nah, I'm good. I'd rather watch something else. That's my prerogative. That's what I want to do. If you don't, if you don't follow that, watch it. Let that shit pollute your mind and get into your psyche. I don't want that shit in my psyche. I don't feel like I'm better than anybody. There are people out there who feel the same way I do, and I appreciate that, 100. And there are some people out there who not going to agree with me, and I appreciate that too. You have that choice. But I would not sit around and watch them take our masculinity and take our masculinity by the balls and hold it in their hand like we Terry Crews or something and can fondle around with us with our character and we can just sit back and say oh that's not all of us you know what is right but when do we control our image as men when do we hold ourselves accountable as men because we expect women to hold themselves accountable. And they should, because sometimes they don't. A lot of times they don't. But us as men, manhood is forgotten. You can't even have a simple argument or, or debate with a man, with another black man, without him bringing up some fucking money. When money wasn't even a part of the conversation. But I got money, though, nigga. So what? Money don't change nothing but your living situation. But your financial situation. If you was a fuckboy when you was broke, you still a fuckboy with some money. And that's that's the truth. Money don't change who you are inside. So how is money always a part of the fucking argument when ain't nobody talking about money? We based our manhood on how many dollars we got. On how much that we have on the material things that we have. Not on who not on who we not on who we are on the inside. We have to get back to what it used to be, holding ourselves accountable. Mentoring these younger boys that's out here. They need to see black men coming together. It ain't nothing wrong with black men coming together, chopping it up, chilling. That's not from the same hood. That's not from the same area of town. That's how you network. That's how you get to know people. That's how you learn shit. You don't you don't gain shit from walking around here with the I'm not a friendly ass nigga mentality. And that's coming from somebody who who has had that mentality and it doesn't work. Cuz I'm sure I'd have missed out on opportunities trying to be and, and I wasn't doing it to be cool. It's just my personality. But I had to get out of that. So I'm not speaking from a place as if I ain't been there. I hold myself accountable too. We got to get back to staying on cold with each other. You got these police out here killing black men. Killing us. at a, For a traffic stop. Why is it that us as black men, when we stop at the red light, we in 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 a police officer get behind us? The thought of him blowing our motherfucking brains, I gotta come through our brains, gotta come through our mind. It, 
it enters your mind at some point. It may not be true for all, you know, some of you niggas act like you don't get scared, like you've never been scared of anything. So maybe I ain't talking to y'all. Maybe I'm talking to the ones who actually have actually had that shit cross their mind. It's not the fear of not necessarily. I can speak for myself. It's not just the fear of them taking me, taking my life. It's the fear of me leaving my children out here to fend for themselves, leaving my woman out here, leaving my family out here that cares about me. That is the fearful thing in it. It ain't the badge and the gun itself. But if we all came together like black men, solid, on one accord, they couldn't do us like that because they'd be afraid of retaliation. If they know that all of us going to retaliate, but the way that they stop that is by brainwashing. It's by brainwashing you into the system. Telling you what you are and what you're not. Taking your image and flipping it on the other side. Either you're a gangster or you're a homosexual. Or you in between. We have to change the narrative of how we treat each other as men. We have to change the narrative on how we treat our women. That bitches ain't shit, hoes ain't shit mentality. That shit dead, man. This ain't the 90s no more. Snoop ain't talking about bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. Because they gunning our women down out there like, like it don't mean shit. We got to treat our women better because they knew if we were out there to protect our women, this shit that's going on wouldn't happen. We got to stand up, black men, goddamn. What What is it going to take? Let me step back for a second. You know, I love information, y'all. I love information. And I was looking off into, and if you if you listen to the Trill Spill podcast, which Jeanette has a great podcast, y'all get time, check out the Trill Spill podcast. I was on an episode about systemic racism. And I got to talking about the black codes, which I, you know, according to them, they say it started in the colonial times up until the end of Jim Crow, which we know is a long ass time. Now, there was a time when black men couldn't even stand on a corner together. Still going on today. But that law was implemented in those times. There were times where we weren't able to gather together. There are times where we had no other choice but to come together. Let me give you an example. Since we are in Texas, to all my people that's listening that's in Texas, there's a city called Slocum, Texas. S-L-O-C-U-M. Slocum, Texas. Now, that was a this was, I believe, maybe back in the 30s. I could be wrong about the day, but this was in the early 1900s. It was a thriving town. Black people were making great money in that town, thriving, having things. And just like any other time, we've had something. Whites got mad, came and destroyed it. Just like Tulsa. 
We've had to come together as black men to fight those that are oppressing us. When did that change? When did it change? I believe if you ask me, it changed when they put crack on the motherfucking street. Yeah, I know that you were selling drugs before that. I know we were selling heroin and coke and weed. And I understand all of that. But crack did a totally different thing to us. I believe it further put us against each other so that way money would divide us. Because they knew if they made money more important than manhood. Then you would follow the money. Because that's all we want to do, right? Chase the money, chase the money, chase the money. That's what we love to do. So they're going to use money to replace your manhood. That's why they can get you on a screen to put a dress on. And pay you for it. That wasn't our thing. We didn't do that. Black men didn't do that. That's not something... We don't come from that kind of shit. But when they when they put money in front of us, when they put these materialistic things in front of us and tell us, hey, black man, that's important. We go for it. Them ugly-ass Balenciago shoes you niggas running around here in. Shoes ugly than a motherfucker. Look like some nigga gonna go cut grass in. And I'm keeping it 1000 I don't give a fuck how much they cost. Because see, the difference between me and certain other people is money don't make me. Material don't make me. Now, you may feel like you may feel different because you one of them niggas that think money run you and money make you, but money ain't gonna make her fuck, bro. Anyway, but. What I'm saying is money don't outweigh everything. If if your manhood has a price on it, they got a they got a motherfucking amount for you. They got an amount for you. And it's too many times and I and I mentioned the black codes because it's too many times that there are examples where we as black men have had to come together and fight against our oppressor. And protect our women and children. Where the fuck is that at? Yes. There is black on black crime. White on white crime. Hispanic on Hispanic crime. But damn. Can we knock the crime down on black on black? We know it's going to be black on black crime. But if black men change the way that we treated each other. Let's put the gangs down man. Real talk. Because you know what? All Crips and Bloods and GDs and all of these guys, they're not bad people. They ain't real live organizations. But I just feel like if we all came together as one big motherfucking organization, they couldn't do nothing about us. If we all was on one code, one accord with each other. We could have our we could have the way that we could have our manhood back presented the way that we wanted it to i grew up with a father who was i had older parents right so my father's days was in the 70s you know what i'm saying his young days in the 70s 80s you know so i grew up watching movies like dolomite 
black exploitation movies. Wasn't no feminine men in those movies. Black Caesar. I don't know how many times I seen Into the Dragon. Jim Kelly was not feminine. Jim Brown was a big figure back then. Jim Brown is far from feminine. We had we had examples. Now what do we have? Oh, I'm sorry, let me add athlete to that. Because the media shows that we can only be rappers, feminine actors, or athletes. And rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Because he played a lot of great masculine roles. And he even talked about roles that he wasn't willing to take. Now, I don't know if they were roles in the dress or if they were your typical stereo, if they were your stereotypical nigga in the hood roles. But still, he stuck to his guns. We gotta stick to our guns out there, black men. Damn, how long are they going to continue to keep mowing us down and we're going to continuously get go against each other? Fuck if that nigga got on a red rag or a blue rag. Who gives a fuck? It's made in a fucking sweatshop in China by some little kid. Probably get knocked the shit out of in a sweatshop, bro. Real talk. Let's go all the way real with this shit. Not all, but some of them diamonds you niggas out there killing for. It's it's slavery going on to pick that shit. Some of these fabrics from these designers you motherfuckers going out there to buy. It's slave labor building that shit, putting that shit together. You think a motherfucker woke up this morning and said they wanted to stitch together a bandana? For free? Man, let's let that shit go. We ain't holding on to nothing. We need to get back to our culture. Yeah, I know you niggas don't want to hear this shit, but we need to get back on African spirituality time. You've been following the European shit for too long. I don't give a damn how you try to break it down. I don't care if you heard it from your grandma, from your great-grandma, from your great-grandpappy who was a pastor back in the day. I don't give a fuck. We need to get off of the European train. They used it to enslave us before and they still using it to enslave us now. When will we wake up and realize, oh, and you say, oh, what that hotel shit going to do for me? Look at what it did for our ancestors. It was liberating. When you understand yourself, where you come from and what spiritual plane you on and get your energy right, you'll be a lot better. You can understand a lot better. Stop following the trend. Because even Christianity started in Africa. So, we have to get off of their religious train. Let's start buying off into our black clothing lines. Hell, I like Ralph Lauren. I like some Jordans. I like Nikes. But I wear black on shit too. I don't have a problem with it. Your shit nice. I'm a rocket. For show that. And put on where I got it from. 
Let's start going to more black-owned restaurants. Not just the popular ones that everybody go to, but all of them. Let's shop with our own. Let's go to our own beauty supplies and wherever else. Black men, let's start starting businesses that we can go to. Places that we can be comfortable at. Because we understand each other and we understand how we like to get down. It's time for us all to get on one accord because they're trying to take manhood from us with no problem. They don't have a problem with taking away your manhood. It's just like when you go to jail and you got to strip down and they looking all in between your legs asking you to lift your nutsack up and cough. Open your ass up and cough. They taking your manhood away from you. Things that you deem important. Things that are important to your spirituality. They're forcing this agenda. This homosexual agenda on our children, black men. They got us sitting up here watching fucking love and hip hop and all that because they got women on that with fake ass. Come on, come on, black men. We not that fucking shallow. We see beautiful women every day. We should want to be represented. We should want our representation to be tight. We got to get back together and take over our community. I'm willing to be down with it. All the way, 100%. Hell, we all can put in a dollar. A hundred motherfuckers, a hundred dollars can get a lot of shit started. We can all put in a dollar. A hundred of us put in a dollar to get something started. Whatever it is. We can all come together and have something for the neighborhood where our young black children can see black men coming together in solidarity. What the fuck is an op? Let me tell you niggas something. That op that you worried about around that corner, he got the same fucking complex as you. The real op is waiting on y'all to kill each other. The real op is waiting on you to hurt each other. So one can go to the morgue and the other one can go to prison. Oh, because you best believe when we kill each other, we pay the price. Majority of the time, we pay the price. And we brag about it. We brag about the shit that we do to each other. Oh, I done robbed over 30 niggas. Oh, I done shot over 40, nigga. Who gives a fuck? What that shit gonna do to liberate us? Money don't liberate you, my nigga. Unity liberates you. When Haitians took Haiti back, they didn't buy it, my nigga. They went to war for it, and they took it together. Money can't buy you that. Money can't buy you real freedom. It don't. I don't give a fuck what a rapper say. Black men, let's start being in charge of our own narrative. Let's 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 stop letting them tell us who we are. Let's treat each other better. Because that's what it's about. It's about coming together. I don't mean no disrespect if you in the gang. I don't mean no disrespect. You know why? Because we are a tribal people. 
we always click up together and come together. But let's turn that shit into a positive. Let's let it be when the police come to our neighborhood. When they're dealing with one of us, they got to deal with all of us. Let's all get together on one accord. Let's hold each other accountable. Hold the next man accountable for the shit that he doing. If you know your homeboy out here on some rogue ass shit, how about you get on his road real quick, man? Let him know, hey, bro, you fucking up. And I'm going to say this also, and I know I might make some of you cats mad. And that's understandable. And this ain't coming from an emotional place. This shit real. Say, bro, keep your hands off them women. I'm going to say this shit again. You over emotional. I don't know how to handle my anger. So I'm pick up my hand and smack. The- Say, bro, check your emotions at the door, my nigga. Because if somebody got emotional enough to smack your mama, you be ready to go to war. We got to learn how to handle ourselves better, black men. And you know why I say that? It's because you will get with a woman who abuses all she been used to. And you have to deal with that if you want to be in that situation. We change the narrative. At a certain age as black men, we need to let go of that hurt of childhood. I understand that some of us get molested. Some of us get abused. Some of us get neglected. Hurt. All of that shit. But at some point, you have to move on. You have to. Because you can't carry that same emotional pain into a relationship and have a baby. It ain't going to work. You got to heal. Black men, we have PTSD. We don't know it. PTSD ain't just from being in the military. It's the things that we see in the way that we treat it. That shit is embedded in us. We got to change that narrative. And like I said, I'm not here talking shit to bash black men. Because black men, we are some strong, intelligent, great providers, great fathers, great teachers, great thinkers. I could go on all day. If you want to say kings, kings, gods, all of that. But we got to show that shit. We can't be walking around here calling each other kings and living like peasants. We can't go around here calling each other king and treating each other less than that. And we can't call ourselves kings if we run around here treating our queens like shit. We have to change the narrative. That's why I named this show The Forgotten Manhood. Because manhood has been forgotten. 
the definitions are wrong. The way that they paint us is not the correct paint. That's not who we are. Fellas, let's stop emotionally reacting. Please. Stop letting, stop getting with, I'm going to say this. Not to any ladies I got listening. This is just real talk. I love you, my black women. I, I love you to death. But this is real shit. If you know that you ain't shit, stop putting black men in situations where we end up hurt. And this is not all black women. These are some. Some, but not all. If you know you ain't shit, don't put this black man in a situation because you know he got feelings for you. Fellas, stop going off into these situations blind without knowing what's going on. If your woman is out there talking to a nigga and you know this, you you instead of you sitting back and figuring it out, you listening to her side when it's actually, and you thinking it's him when it's actually her, and you go do something to him because you emotionally reacting. Pride. That pride shit always get us fucked up, black men. Pride get all men fucked up. But like I said, I can only speak for those that I'm around and for those I'm for my culture. You can hate that if you want to. I'm fine with that. If I was you, I'd hate something that wasn't about me too, to be honest. But black men, we got to stop using pride as a reason to do shit. So what that nigga say he got more money than you? So? He say he fuck more women than you. So? His car bigger than yours. So? What the fuck does that matter? You got to learn how to turn pride off at times. I understand we all like to have pride in what we do. I understand that. But there's a time and a place for everything. Let's stop emotionally reacting. That's when you get to calling out, oh, you a broke ass nigga, because that's the only emotional reaction you can come with. Because last time I remember, you can get into an, an argument with a woman and she will call some shit out about you that ain't even pertaining to the fucking subject. It's just to get up under your skin. That's the same thing you niggas do when you be emotionally reacting. Because you have no defense. You have no argument. But you emotionally reacting. Or you be ready to fight. That's an emotional reaction. If you can't sit back and get into a debate with somebody. Leave that shit alone. Just tell them, alright, you got it. Leave the shit alone. Unless they put their hands on you, leave the shit alone. Walk away. Black men, we need to learn how to walk away from shit. Because our goal every day is not is not to be rich. Let me say that again. Your goal every day is not to be rich. It's to be fucking alive. 
Because you got to be alive in order to attain any kind of money. You're doing your best to stay alive. When you make it the next day, you're making your next day better than your last day. You're going to allow a petty-ass argument to put you in prison for life. That's real talk. You're going to let a petty-ass situation, either over a female who wasn't about shit, over your homeboy who ain't about shit, or just some bullshit you done got into because you ain't about shit. You finna put your whole life in shambles because you wanted to prove something. Because you wanted to emotionally react. We gotta do better. We can't continue to keep jacking off with our lives like this, man. I'm tired of looking on TV and seeing another black man down by the cops. I'm tired of walking out my house and going to the corner store just like everybody else. And I got to get mean mugged by eight, nine niggas for no reason. Just for them to say, hey, what's up, bro? I like that shirt. You mugged me for five minutes just to tell me you like my shirt. Because you don't know how to react to me because you don't know how I'm going to react to you. We have a disconnect, black men. We need to connect back together. It's strength in numbers. If we stop looking at each other, you know what? There are ops in our community. We need to push them niggas out if that's the case. If they not about the agenda of building the community, protecting our women and children, they are the ops. And protecting each other, they are the ops. That should be our goal as black men. They can gentrify our fucking neighborhood. Come and take it from us. And with all that pride you got, you got to pack that pride up in your motherfucking suitcase and move out the neighborhood because you can't afford to live here no more. That shit don't do nothing for you. Now, I'm not saying... When I say you don't wake up every day to become rich, people's definition of rich is whatever it is. Some people don't want big mansion houses and eight cars and all of that other shit. Some people are just comfortable with having a home, money that they can spend, and their family is taken care of. Everybody's example of rich is completely different. We have to build our community of black men. Stop judging the next man for what he ain't got. You out here getting money the legal way? Show the next man. Help him out. What's wrong with that? Oh, man. Ain't nobody helped me. So the fuck what? Nobody helped me start laundry. But guess what? I came home every day. I talked to my girl about it every day. And we came together on one accord. To make something happen. You can do the same thing. Everybody I talk to. If you my friend out there and you listening. I've already tried to convince you to start your own business and doing something. Even if you work a regular 9 to 5. Do something on the side. Everybody's not meant to be a business owner. No, but I believe everybody should try it at least once. At least once. And if you do want to go work somewhere, they'll be able to come work for the black business. 
when they hungry, they'll be able to go to the black restaurant. They need food, they go to the black grocery store. They get sick, they go to the black clinic. They go to the black-owned hospital. They want to worship, they can go to the black church that actually does for the community. That family, that came, I think it was 19 families came together. I could be wrong about the numbers. I think it may be 19 families. All those families came together in Georgia and bought that land and created a community for themselves and white people mad about it. They're building a fucking community. And they'll be able to pass that on to their children and so on and so on and so on. That's exactly how a lot of these white families have the communities that they have. They bought up the land, built it up, and over generations of time, built it up to where you can't come and stay there. It don't matter how much money you have. There are literally neighborhoods out there, black men, that you can't live in no matter how much money you got. Because they don't want you there. If I'm not mistaken, I think this was a few years ago, T.I. lives in a gated fucking community. Pay millions of dollars. He is a multimillionaire and security would not let him into the gate to go to his house. And he got all he got more money than than me. It's not uh, the money don't always buy you that. If somebody don't want you somewhere, they'll do whatever they can to keep you out. But if you come together in your own community and build your own shit, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about it. You can't say, "Oh, my community bad, oh this and that," because you over the community. People will listen. We produce our own politicians that come from where we come from, that get our understanding, that do speak for us. Because that's how other people get representation. They put money in these politicians' pockets, and the politician is delivering what they want. We have to get on one accord with what we want, but this shit is possible. Some people don't want to hear it. But it's the truth. And, and the reason why I said what I said about religion is because when you think about African spirituality, it is man, woman, and child. It is man, woman, and child. When you get off into the European concept, you think it's God, the Son, and the Holy Trinity. What the fuck is that? You come from the womb of a woman. The seed is planted by the man. That is in which you are born, my nigga. That is the Holy Trinity right there. When you understand that and quit always thinking of some other nigga who said something instead of researching and formulating your own opinion about something, you judge. Black men, we got to break away from that. I don't care what you bang. I don't care where you from. Any of that. I'm about positivity. I know this may sound crazy to say, but you negative Nancy ass niggas. You can stay away from me. And people that think like me would agree. Maybe not. But I don't wake up every day. 
and plan to be around people that can only talk to me about destruction, despair, depression. Don't get me nowhere. Let's motivate. Black men, I want us to come together. Let's build a camaraderie that can't be broken. No matter where you from, no matter what you bang, what high school you went to, whatever. Let's get together on one accord so we can recognize the real ops that don't want to build the community, that don't want to protect the women and children. Because at the end of the day, that shit, that's all that matters. We got to give the women something to respect, just like they got to give us something to respect, fellas. These young black boys out here talking about fuck a bitch. And they 10, 11 years old, my nigga. They haven't even experienced being with a woman. And we say, oh, that's because they mama ain't raising them right. They mama got them around all these kinds of niggas or whatever. But you see the little dude outside. Try to give him some game. I done seen little guys around where I live. I'm not their father. But the least I could do, it could be something that they can go back and tell their mama, hey, mama, this man just told me such and such and such and such. Well, you need to listen to that because that's positive. What's wrong with us giving our young black boys and young black girls, our young black girls positivity also? Not just because your daughter light skin. All shades of brown are beautiful. All the way to the dark, 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 completely blue black is beautiful. Because it comes from you. Let's get out of this complex that the woman is supposed to kiss our fucking pinky toe because we we got ball sack. It should be a mutual respect and mutual understanding between each other because we both know what we put here on this earth to do. And we both benefit each other in that. If you actually, black men, if we actually dated women that benefited us, we wouldn't have the problems that we have. I believe that's just my opinion. You know, I don't know everything and shit, but I'm just saying. If we actually thought about the women, if we didn't think what our dickhead. Because some of us are in fucked up situations because we thought with our dickhead. She was fine. She had some ass. Or she was easy fuck. Whatever, whatever it was. And we got ourselves in a fucked up situation because whenever you play stupid games, everybody know the same. You get stupid prizes. Even though a baby is not a stupid prize, the shit that you got to put up with after that is the stupid prize. We have to be careful in the ways that we moving and change the narrative about us. Because every guy out there is not a player. Every guy out there is not a gangster. So, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to my first episode. This won't be the last one. Um, I think I only got like five minutes left. Um. This episode has been brought to you by Heavy D's Mobile Laundry. 
I appreciate y'all for tuning in to Hey Man Say Man Radio. We will be back. I don't know when I'll post another episode. It might be in the next couple days. Who knows? But y'all check out all the black businesses that I promoted. Um, go back to the beginning. You can hear it again. Once again, I appreciate y'all. This has been episode one of Hey Man Say Man Radio. Peace. What's good, family? Welcome back to episode number three of the Hey Man Say Man Radio. I am your host, DJ Magistus. Thank you for joining us today. This episode is sponsored by Heavy D's Mobile Laundry, the best mobile laundry service in Texas. Yes, I said in Texas, with the best price in Texas. We do laundry of all kinds. If you have residential laundry, meaning your clothes, we come and pick those up. If you have residential laundry, i.e. tablecloths, if you're a barber, you have smogs, anything that you have that can be laundered, Heavy D's Mobile Laundry will take care of you. We do travel. So even if you're not in the Houston surrounding areas, we do travel. So once again, that's Heavy D's Mobile Laundry. You can check us out on Instagram at Heavy D's ML19. Once again, that's Heavy D's ML19. Heavy, lowercase h, D S N L 19. This section of the show, we will promote our black businesses. The first black business that we'll promote will be Classy Cousins Cooking. Classy Cousins Cooking is a great place to come and get you something to eat. Nice down home cooking, great customer service. These women work hard at what they do, and they make us food look so awesome and customer. It tastes even better. So go on Instagram and hit up Classy Cousins Cooking. Number two will be Cadores 19. They make great dashes. All kinds of dashes. All kinds of names. They actually taste pretty good. I've had them. Y'all need to be fucking with They also make great food. So make sure y'all hit them up and support them. They're great people. They have great service. Real down home people. And that's Cadores 19, C-A-D-O-R-E-E-S 19 on Instagram. Our next business will be Kofir Meats. At Kofir Meats, they make nice lashes and oftentimes have deals ladies. So please hit her up at Kofir Meats on Instagram. She has great lashes that look good on y'all when you want to go out and and eat or whatever it is you can do in this pandemic. If you, if you just want to look good at home and go stand in the mirror, hit her up at Cofield Meats on Instagram. Our last business we're going to promote for today is A Makes Awesome Stuff. Now, at A Makes Awesome Stuff, she not only does shirts, she does tights, she does masks, she does seat covers, she does it all. Anything that you need a print on, your favorite picture, your favorite team, whatever it is, she got it for you. And also, she's a travel agent now out there doing big things. So if you have a nice trip that you want to take during this time, she's the one to help you out. So please support black business because that's very important. And that's at A Makes Awesome Stuff on Instagram. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our business section of the show. 
Now, today's episode will be about the man behind the microphone. Who am I? Where do I come from? And why the fuck am I here? Well, for those of you who don't know me, my name is DJ. Some of you may know me as Demetrius, but I'm I'm mostly known as DJ. I come from the north side of Houston. Um, I lived all over the north side of Houston, from the mail route to City Gas, the Homestead, the Acres Home, the Fifth Ward. I done been all over. Um, I've lived all over Houston. Houston is my life. Um, I grew up with both parents. Uh, I was born in November on the 23rd. I'm a Sagittarius. Uh, right there at Lyndon B. Johnson Hospital. Off the free, off 16. So I'm a North Side baby. Uh, but I love the whole Houston area. I got family all over. Uh, like I said, I grew up with both parents. I have two older brothers. Uh, my mother's not with us anymore. My second oldest brother is not with us anymore. But they still live through us. So they're still here in spirit. Um, I'm a father. Um, I have a seven-year-old beautiful daughter. Uh, I call her Birdie. That's my baby. Uh, That's my world. That's the person that helped change my life and made me think different and helped me build an understanding of life. And I also have other kids that I'm the stepfather of. You know, I love being a father. I I love being a teacher to the children in a positive way. Um, I am in a relationship. I have a beautiful woman named Aisha, who is a strong woman who stands by my side, who supports me, who always who's always there for me and always keep it real with me. And trust me, I'm very appreciative of it. Um I love all my family, all the people that I consider friends and my listeners, you know, people that have genuine love for me and want to see me do good. I always appreciate those people and I always have love for those people. Um, You know, I, I love to retain information. You know, my love for information came from being a kid. You know, my mother taught me how to read and her teaching me how to read really sparked the flame in me because I started to not just read kid books, but read history books. And history really started something also because it made me want to look deep out into things. So by me having a love for information and want to retain information, it made me want to read books. Now, I'm not saying in school I was valedictorian no but I always love to retain information and the main information that I love to retain was history I wanted to be a historian as a kid I loved it from learning about the presidents to learning about different countries to learn about this country slavery all of that shit 
I was into as a kid. Now I grew up like a normal kid. I went outside, I played video games, I kissed on girls, I did all the little shit that we used to do as kids. But I still found a way to always find my way back to retaining information, even if it wasn't school related, even if it was life related. Me growing up with two older brothers really helped me out too because they showed me a different side that my father wasn't showing me. You know, my father, who I love to death, well, love to life. Uh, I don't like saying love to death. Love to life. Um, We still have a great relationship to this day. You know, I love my father for all the lessons in life that he taught me and and the ways that he showed me how a man is supposed to carry himself and how he's supposed to be with his family. But as for what was going on Outside, I learned that from the other men in my life. And the lesson was always, yeah, they doing that shit outside, but you not. Yeah, they gangbanging outside. It may look cool to you and you may want to do it, but you not. I was told as a young dude, if I catch you on this corner selling crack, you're going to be in trouble because that's not you're not going to be that one. You're not going to make the same mistakes that we did. And even at 15, me getting in trouble and getting arrested, they still never judged me or shunned me. They always kept pushing me to go forward. Don't let that small setback be the end of what you're trying to do. So I was able to get a street sense and a and at home since a, a moral sense of what of how the fuck you supposed to live and all of that information that I retained brought me into the person that I am today my life experiences my relationship experiences my experiences with people real people fake people all of that relations that we have with other cultures all of that came from the information that I retained about life And I carry that with me. And I created this podcast to share that with everybody. I don't come on here as being perfect. I don't act like I have all the answers. I do research and read shit just like y'all. I don't follow what other people say and take it as the Bible. I don't even take the Bible as the Bible. I don't judge you based off on what your religion is. I'm not going to judge you based off now. I'm just going to speak truth to light. And if you catch the light, that's on you. If you don't and you want to be combative, then that's on you. But all I'm going to say is research it for yourself and go as far as you can. And use your understanding and not the understanding of what somebody else is telling you. You have to use your own intelligence. I created this podcast because I wanted to reach out to people who thought like me. Who felt where I was coming from. Not just the people around me. Because sometimes when the people around you feel where you coming from, when you step outside of that, it's different. You get what I mean? It's not the same. That that same fire and spark that you have when you're talking to your people, when you step outside of that comfort zone, do people actually feel that shit? I have enough confidence to talk on the podcast because I like talking to people. Genuinely, when I go places, people 
literally spark up conversations with me, I guess I just give off that energy and I'm not a mean person. Like, I don't see everybody as trying to do harm to me because I don't come with the intent of harm. I do my best to be aware of my surroundings and who I am spending my time having conversations with. Once again, I'm not perfect. I'm human just like everybody. I don't come on here being that. And I hope don't nobody take me as that. If you do, that's just your perspective of me. But that's not who I am. And that's not what I represent. I'm a real person. I'm a family man. I work hard just like everybody else. It's not easy being an entrepreneur. That's something that I chose. That's also why I choose to promote black businesses because when you decide to become an entrepreneur, it is not easy. And being black at the same time, it is not easy. Yeah, there are successful black businesses, but there are not a lot of them. There are not as many successful black businesses as there are those that are none. And I see an issue with that. Because at the end of the day, this country has classified us as a community. We are a community. And we should be building that because other communities are building that. We need to be building that. I'm all about that. That's the future. That's the wave. I think like that. There are others that may not. I don't tell anybody what to do with their money. All I'm saying is if we did this, this would be that. Entrepreneurship is not easy, but we work hard. As I've promoted, I have a laundry service. Getting off into the laundry business, I have a I have a, a laundry background. I've worked at laundry places and I've worked at a, a laundry mat. I grew to understand what the laundry business was about, the money that could be made. I start off small and we're continuing to grind. It hasn't been an easy grind, but we're continuing to grind. And that's what's important. I put my morals and the mentality that I was raised with into doing something for myself instead of doing it for them. Because I have example of that in my life. My my oldest brother works for himself. Somebody that I grew up looking up to and still look up to does things for himself. And I wanna I wanna be just like that because that's freedom. He taught me freedom. He was the first person to tell me about hot shot. Not saying that he was the first person to do it. He was the first person to let me know that, hey, bro, you don't have to put up with this shit from a manager at a job. You can actually go and work for yourself. So with that mentality, I took it and I continued to run off with it. Now, I didn't always use it. I've went back to work back and forth, but I had to cut my ties with the slave master which I felt like it was. You may not feel like that. And I don't knock anybody who has a nine to five. I respect you 100%. Period. Just like I respect anybody that works hard. I want people to take from my podcast good information. Hopefully, once we build up our following, we can go on to bigger platforms and do bigger things. But I want to keep bringing y'all great content. 
I want to always give y'all something to come back to. Once again, as I've stated, I'm not perfect. I'm human. And I continue to say that because I don't want y'all to take me as anything but that. That shit that I don't know and that shit that I can learn from y'all. So if y'all want to hit me up at HeavyDsBoss89 with comments about how you feel about the show, good or bad, let me know. I take criticism. I don't take disrespect, but I do take criticism. And I, I enjoy the comments about the show because this is actually fun for me. I don't try to come off so uh, <laughs> so serious, uh, you know, so straightforward, but this is just who I am. That's just how that shit be coming out. And it just come out like that. I don't try to plan that. I don't try to, you know, come on here like I'm just some militant crazy motherfucker. Nah, I, I really am just a genuine person who having a conversation with y'all. We have great bills, great conversations so far, and I want to continue to do that. So the man behind the microphone is a cool, genuine guy who loves to retain information. I love knowledge. I love to learn. I love being around people with great energy who got positive shit going on and who about something, who about building, who's about connecting, who's about building up the black family and all of us coming together and having an understanding of that. And I'm good. I'm not racist or whatever you want to call it. I'm not a bigot. I'm not uh, against women. I'm not against none of that shit. I'm against bullshit. I'm against lies. I'm against slander. I'm against white supremacy. All day long. So... That's what this is about. So I didn't make this very long. I just wanted to give y'all a good introduction of who I am, what I'm about, and what I got going. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in to episode number three of Who is the Man Behind the Microphone. It has been a pleasure. I appreciate all my listeners. I have some more content coming for y'all very, 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 very soon. So, please check me out. All right, y'all. Peace.